No one is responsible for you except for you. And the person that you can and should and must put the most faith in is yourself. Truthfully, if you put your mind to something and every cell in your body believes it wholeheartedly, there is nothing that you can't do. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I am your host, Cole Nixon. I'm a senior at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, Ohio, majoring in business marketing with a minor in data analytics. I also play football for the Battling Bishops with a love for sports and entrepreneurship. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to be able to share the knowledge and advice of sports figures and entrepreneurs with all of you. Just about every week, I try to bring on a guest who is viewed as a leader and motivator in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, business, and just life in general. A new episode is released every single Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss Motivation Monday at the end of each episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1. If you want to contact the Roughnecks podcast about potential sponsorship or collaboration, then message us on social media or email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Shout out to Dante Fair for the podcast music introduction and PNH Studio for the logo. Now let's get into this week's show. Joining the Roughnecks podcast for episode 25 is Lindsay Kara-Stencil. Lindsay is a venture capitalist and partner at Thompson Hine LLP. She got her MBA from the Ohio State University, but she's Buffalo through and through. On top of all the things that she has accomplished in life, she is also the co-founder of Bold Ventures and helped co-found the W Fund, which is a woman-led and woman-focused investment group. Lindsay is also an adjunct professor at The Ohio State University, where she teaches her students about venture capital and venture deal structuring. She's the voice of the podcast, Be Boulder, which I highly recommend. There's a lot of great stuff on her podcast. It is an honor to have someone like Lindsay Karastensel on the Roughnecks podcast. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the 25th episode of the Roughnecks podcast. We have our first guest for the month of March joining us. As we discussed last week, our topic in mind is mindset and attitude. Our guest this week definitely has a mindset that people should mimic. But before I get into that, I want to talk real quick about something that will start before this episode even comes out. The Roughnecks podcast is officially selling merchandise for two weeks. You can now pre-order from now until Friday, March 19th. A t-shirt, a long sleeve, a mask, and stickers. T-shirt are $20, long sleeve is $25, mask is $8, stickers are one for $4 or three for $8. If you want to pre-order something, send me a message on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast, Twitter, Roughnecks Pod C1, or email me at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. You can check the items that are for sale out on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, but Joining me this week is the voice of the podcast, Be Bolder, Lindsay Karastensel. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm very excited and honored that you are here. It is a great opportunity that you are willing to come do this with me. Um, I actually first met you 
would have been November of 2020. I guess encountered might be a better word considering it was virtual because uh, it's considering that everything we've done is virtual. That's just the world that we live in today. Nowadays, it's just even some of my classes are just strictly online on Zoom. So right. But, yeah, even my law school class that I teach is on Zoom and it's to manage and kind of like teach everyone and keep everyone engaged and everyone's just staring into the digital abyss. <laughs> oh, it's I would admit like as a student like that, it's harder to pay attention in a virtual class it's you real quick you're just real you can get distracted quickly and it's I pay more attention in person and that's why some people are like oh yeah sweet online classes they're easier I'm like yeah but I don't feel like I'm learning actually like I feel like I'm just kind of getting by yeah you're sort of like present it's really hard and so I actually like I record all my classes so that the students can watch them like multiple times in case they like miss something or you know kind of take a mental time out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't really know who you were when Steve first told us that you were coming to talk, but he kept saying how like big of an honor it is. And, oh. you know, I did some research and then I was like, holy shit, she's kind of a badass. Like <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are definitely well known. And, uh, but I messaged you on LinkedIn after that, after you came and spoke to our class you connected with me and you followed the podcast and everything, which again, I'm very grateful for, but that's a, also a little side note I want to make to anybody out there who's just a content creator or anything like you want to get in contact with someone, just message them. You never know what's going to happen because the worst thing that happens is they don't respond or they tell you not. Right. And so yeah. don't be afraid to take those chances to just message them. Exactly. The answer is always no, unless you ask. Right. Exactly. And so why not ask And What's the worst thing that happens? Someone on the internet doesn't respond or they don't say something like, okay, on to the next one, who cares, <laughs> you know, but at least you shot your shot. And that's like the biggest thing that you can do. Exactly. So the, the whole Be Boulder podcast, where did you originally like decide to start the podcast? Actually not my idea. I have to give credit where credit is due. And so my chief of staff, Danielle Blount, we were talking like, so I get somewhere around, I don't know, 50 to 100 LinkedIn messages a week, emails, things like saying like, hey, I like you, I want to be a venture capitalist. I, how do you be a woman in business and put up with the challenges? And, you know, all these people wanted to meet with me or have Zooms or phone calls or whatever they are. And, you know, one only has so much time to do things and um, time is our most precious resource. So we said, how can we you know, go from all these one-on-one -on -one conversations to one to many. And so the podcast was born. And so uh, we came up with the concept of be bolder because, you know, bold is our sort of like enterprise entity that I run that has, you know, the nonprofit associated and, and be bolder and some, you know, family office type of investment, 3% of podcasts in the world last year or something, which is like freaking mind blowing. Cause there's like, I don't know, 1.8 million podcasts or some crap, you know? So um, that was totally not intended, but very, very uh, cool. And I'm very honored and blessed that so many people kind of picked it up and like the content material. So yeah. Oh, I love your episodes because like they're the perfect length too. Cause I think sometimes yeah. people get caught up in making these long episodes and sometimes I struggle, especially like sometimes I want that on the go. Like I'm just, I got a quick drive here and I need something to listen to. That's not the same music that I listen to every day. So your episodes are, that's what I love about yours is they're when I need something on the quick drive, 
that I have something to listen to that's not like I said the same music that I'll listen to over yeah. and over again especially well, that of, yeah that was one of the things too we kind of said hey let's we almost originally we were like hey micro podcasts like our goal was always 20 minutes or less and so you know I have episodes that some of them they're as short as 10 minutes and but you can come you can put a lot of material in 10 minutes you know oh, yeah. and, you know you don't like when you're interviewing someone it's a little different like my interview episodes tend to have they tend to be a little bit longer because you're unpacking someone's story and all those things but you know the ones that it's just me talking into the void (laughs) 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 you can only come up with so much when you're just talking by yourself too well right right I mean and that's the other thing and so that's why it's nice to have guests and that's why I kind of appreciate yours right because you get to hear all these other people's story and and their stories and everybody comes from someplace and we've all fought battles that we know nothing about you can take something from that and you can you know really learn from a lot of those things so I always appreciate those so I'm going to steal something you've actually done it before because you've been on his podcast but I also listened to betting on yourself with Michael Rett oh yeah so I'm going to ask the question on here I mean you've already answered it but what does it mean for you to bet on yourself because I feel like that's a mentality and a mindset type of thing oh 100 percent um so you know we've all had our struggles in life and I know that the one person that I've always been able to rely on is me because I'm not just a starter, but I'm a finisher, right? And so I know that I can get uh, something, anything done, truthfully, if I put my mind to it and my heart and all the cells in my body are really behind it. Um, you know, so there's been a lot of risks that I've had to take in in my career, particularly because um, venture capital is an industry that, um, you know, until 20, shoot, till 2019, two percent of the decision makers in any venture capital funds were women so that means 98 percent were men um and so i didn't have a lot of people that i could go to and say like hey female you know partner in whatever fund firm whatever how would you do this you know how would you handle this and i just had to rely on myself and my instincts and you know my knowledge and what i've learned to date and i know that you know, at the end of the day, I can move any mountain. And I also know that at the end of the day, no one can outwork me. Like I am a sled dog, right? And I'm happiest when I'm working. So um, I know that even, you know, I'm a little older now, so I get tired more easily, but I still know that no one can outwork me and, and no one can out hustle me. And, and if someone wants to try to challenge me there, I'm totally happy to take that. You know, I, I owned several CrossFit gyms in my, in my life here. And I still, to this day, outperform people who are literally half my age. I lift more weight. I move faster. You know, it's just because like, I can go to a place that's real dark that not everybody is willing to go to. <laughs> oh, I definitely would not want to be in the gym with you. Cause I feel like you'd make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've probably seen some of my stuff on the gram. Yes, the I have. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think you were like, uh, we're already starting to see you're definitely one of the best people for this topic of mindset and attitude. You almost have like that. You almost have your own mama mentality in a way. Cause I like, I when I think of mindset, that is like the one person that I come to mind always is Kobe. Cause I mean, he has a mentality named after him. Like everybody yes. knows what that is. And it, you almost have like that. I want to say like a, a fuck you attitude, but it's like a good fuck you. It's not like a, oh, like screw you. I want nothing to do with you, but it's like, yeah. a fuck you, like challenge me. Like you are open to challenges too. That's what's the good about it. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you call it that. Fuck you <laughs> really funny. 
I was like, maybe we could have an LKS mentality and you went straight to fuck you. <laughs> That's so funny. No, uh, but I do, you know, and I, I honestly, like, I almost appreciate when someone's like, oh, you can't do that you don't know how to do that. Like, you'll never do that. Like, and I've had plenty of people tell me like, you're not good enough, smart enough, talented enough, whatever enough. And it's like, okay, try me. Because like, I might not be the smartest person in the room. I might not be that youngest person in the room, fastest person, whatever it's going to be. But like, I'm still going to win because I will figure out how to win, you know? And, and, and so I feel like more people need to be that way. And it takes a lot to be like really patient and understand that not everybody is that way you know, especially when you work in big team environments, it's like, why can't you think this way? And it's just not everybody's built to think that way. But I, I think you can get there. It's just taking small steps to improve your mentality each and every day. Speaking of that, you said improve your mentality each and every day. So you've got, you go, everybody goes through the obstacles, but what, how do you like get out of bed and set that mentality for the day? Cause I feel like that, like how, what is your, I guess, inspiration in a way to Cause you know, we all have our days where we don't want to get out of bed and, but yeah. we, how do you get like, what is, how do you set your mentality every day? Is there something that you do or is it just something that you just have? So every day before I pick up my phones and I, yes, because I have multiple cell phones, I'm that human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every day before I start grabbing at my phones and all of that nonsense, um, I actually just lay in my bed. And I think about, I set my intentions for the day. It's, it's, a, I would call it maybe a form of meditation, but I'm not like sitting in a, you know, cross-legged pose. There's not yeah. like, you know, <laughs> sage burning or some crap. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm just laying there in my bed thinking about, okay, what's my intention for the day? What do I want to accomplish? And then I go through, um, I'm really big on gratitude and I think gratitude then spills into positivity, right? Because we can look, we've got to be grateful for the things that we have, even the obstacles that we've been handed. I mean, I am grateful. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday. She's like, you talk about that you had a brain tumor with a smile on your face. And I was like, yeah, because I'm grateful for it. It changed my life. You know, like <laughs> every obstacle, like I, uh, I just heard something and it's like every obstacle, you are not your past. And like those obstacles no. help you learn for yeah. your future. And if you either learn or you get dragged down by those obstacles. Well, right. And it's like, look, like I've overcome a lot of things in my life. I'm not going to let certain like smaller things be my problem. So, you know, I set out, I talk about my attitude of gratitude. I think about the things that I'm really grateful for each and every day. And, you know, those aren't things that like, oh, I'm grateful for my car. And I'm, it's like, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my dogs. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for, you know, my house, my roof on my head. Like we forget that those things are things that people don't have, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm incredibly blessed. I'm incredibly lucky. So, you know, I, I make sure that I thank, you know, the universe for all those things. And then, um, you know, beyond that, uh, and I'm pretty open about this back in, in 2009, I almost took my own life. Um, I was in a really horrible, horrible state. I was in a horrible relationship. Like things were just compounding, you know, um, I was really unhealthy and, um, my two dogs that I had at that time, um, you know, I was going to take all of my antidepressants at one time and just say like, this is enough. And um, I was laying on the floor. I was crying into my carpet and my two dogs at the time, Ogie and Stella came and lifted me off the, the floor as if to say like, mama, you're worth fighting for. And um, every day I think about the fact that they lifted me off the floor and I will be damned 
if I don't make them proud and I don't do the things that I am meant to do. Like I fundamentally believe that I am destined for greatness. I don't always know what that is, but I know that it's something and I'm here to make a difference in this world and make changes and, and make the world better for people who come after me. And that's, that's what drives me each and every day. That's awesome. I love that. I like that. you. T it's funny that you talked about the attitude of gratitude thing, because the <laughs> ideas for the monthly topics that I have going on comes from, we had something here called the winner's manual, or sorry, we call it the champion's manual here. But Jim Tressel, who was the head coach at Ohio State, yeah. had the winner's manual and even has a book about it. Mm -hmm. And he talks about in the attitude um, chapter, talks about attitude of gratitude and like being thankful for everything that you have. He's like, because he, he kind of puts it in the football sense is, you know, when they're running, if they're not grateful to be running out on that field on game day, like how, how many millions of people want to be doing that? And it's like the right. same type of thing that like you could, it, that's a bigger thing, but like it just look what you said, it could be with a lot of even smaller things. Like yeah. it could be thankful that you even just have like a friend or to have a family. Mm -hmm. It's, you have to be grateful for things because sometimes you don't realize how much you need them until they're gone. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's equally as important to be grateful for every hardship, every obstacle, because I think about some of the obstacles that I've had in my past and some of the things that I've had to do. And, you know, they were so hard and they were so, um, you know, you're maybe you're embarrassed or, you know, I had to call off an engagement and, you know, and like almost like right before the wedding and like, you know, you're, you're, you're embarrassed that you're going to embarrass your family and your friends. And, you know, you're going to make the wrong decision, you know, in work, I've had to have some like really challenging things that have occurred. And I really had to like step to some people that, um, really wanted to make sure that I was not successful. And, you know, all of those things prepare you for the things that are coming in the future. And it just, you know, how can I not be grateful for that? Because like now I almost like see it coming and I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh you're gonna you're gonna try that with me now oh, okay well here's how I deal with that um and so I'm just how can I not be grateful for that you know every single step of the way it's just it's been a beautiful journey and I think there's just a lot more to come so yeah so as we've discussed a little bit you're a little bit of a gym rat you love the gym I mean two CrossFit gyms and it looks like you have your own home gym which looks pretty nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's been a wild ride. <laughs> does the gym? Would you say it helps your mindset, or is it like a different mindset in the gym? I love working out, and and I think it helps my mindset to answer that question super directly. So, I, yes, I have a, a full home gym. I mean, like you know, thousand plus pounds of weight laying around. You know, rig, <laughs> rower, bike, treadmill, you know, all sorts of like machines and equipment and all these doodads and whatever. I love working. I work out my every day, except for one day a week because I'm old now. Um, but, <laughs> day, day <laughs> but uh, six days a week, my morning starts with me working out. You know, I eat breakfast, I feed my dogs, and then I wander into my home gym and I work out and it's, it's a, a way to set my day. You know, I endorphins make people happy and happy people don't kill people. Elle Woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I do that and it blow, helps me blow off some steam. 
Um, yes, it's important to be, I think, physically fit. I think that's one of the four pillars that I think about all the time, mental health, physical health, financial health, and spiritual health. Um, so that's important. But I, I love CrossFit in particular, and I'm not going to like be one of those culties, but like, I like CrossFit because you have this really challenging workout that you think there's no friggin' way I can do this, or I can move this weight, or I can whatever. And then you do it you know, and, and you surprise yourself sometimes and you're like, whoa, like that was so amazing. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like if I can lift, you know, if I can deadlift 350 pounds, how hard is it for me to have a challenging conversation with some Yahoo at work? You know, I mean? exactly. so, you know, you start to think about those things because you, you do all this like self-doubting, you know, there's no, I can't, I can't or whatever. And then you do, and you're like, wait a minute. And it just totally changes your life. Like I think there was a marked change in my life back in 2012 when I first started CrossFit, August, August 6th of 2012. <laughs> you know, I would tell you there was a market change in my life because I started to do this. It was fun. It was challenging. There was a community, but most importantly, it showed me what I can do. And I can go to a really dark place in a workout, right? Like, I mean, Sometimes I can't see what's happening in front of me because I'm like <laughs> blacking out, right? Sometimes though, that makes the best workouts. Like when there's something, when there's a fuel on that fire and you go into that workout, because I can tell you how many times I've gone into the gym, like, or gone to the gym because I'm pissed off. Yes. Like, because yes. it is the best, one of the best stress relievers in your own, your own world. And you can do what you want to do. And yeah. like it, all of a sudden you just like feel, and that's the thing too about the gym, like, and you go in the mornings, which is, or you do your workouts in the morning, which is good because you look at, it makes you feel better for your day. Yes. And I've also found, you know, it is really hard for me to work out in the evening because um, the, my line of work, like people sort of start making decisions at like two o'clock in the afternoon and they come to their decision at five and then they go home and they call their lawyer. Right. And so they're like, fix this. <laughs> so my day <laughs> tends to be a little bit later than everyone else's. Um, and so then I tended to find like excuses like, oh, I can't work out in the evening because, or I'm tired or, you know, I've had a shit day or whatever. And day with the, you know, sometimes when I'm preparing to go to Key West night, I don't want to look like um, a beached whale. I'm not <laughs> exactly, like, it's fine, but like, I'm very this. I will work out like twice a day leading up to it because I'm like, oh, I need to look a certain way when I walk out onto the beach. Because also when I go to Key West, I come back like 10 pounds heavier because I just gorge myself. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, gotta do it. Um, so uh, you too. like you're there and you're just like, I need this food. Cause I'm here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But I listen to your podcast every week, like I said, and which I highly recommend all my listeners to go listen to Lindsay's podcast, Be Boulder. It's out every Tuesday. I don't know exactly what time it is out on Tuesdays, but 8 a.m. 8 a.m. We dropped that puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I've learned a lot from it and it can benefit you and more than just like business. It's like sometimes like your life advice is very good as well. Yeah, I try. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about a few things that you talk about on your episodes. And the first one, I feel like this is kind of a mindset thing in a way you do something called wintering. Can you just explain yeah. like what it is and like why you started doing it? Sure. Um, so wintering is a concept of, you know, extreme shutdown and kind of going into oneself so that you can be reborn and come out anew. Um, and so you know, we see this in nature, right? Nature shuts down for the winter. 
everything kind of goes into itself. It's not dead. It's just quiet. You know, it's a time of peace and quiet and solitude and thinking, you know, and, and we see that happen in nature. You know, I would argue that even your computer functions better when you turn it off and you turn it back on after a little while, right? It really does. And so, <laughs> and so that's the same concept with wintering. So wintering, I take at least one week. Um, now I take it at kind of like the beginning of January. I used to try to take it at the end of the year, but I've shifted that into first couple of weeks of January and I shut off my phones. I don't look at my email. I typically go to somewhere like Key West or um, somewhere more down South where I can kind of still be outside. Um, and I'm just quiet and away from everything. Like I would tell you the first two days, I usually just like sit in a chair and stare out onto the ocean and do nothing because I think that's important to do. And then it allows me to sort of take a time to think and goal set and orient myself for the coming year and just kind of decide like what's important, what's not important. And the reason that I do it is because uh, the universe is funny. Um, you know, if you don't take some time to like settle and calm yourself and your system, the universe is going to force it upon you. And so um, I am very rigorous now about taking the time for myself. You know, if I don't care for me, no one is going to care for me. And if I don't care for me, how can I take care of everything else in the best possible way? So that's why I shut down so that I can be reborn again when I come back out. And I'm like way nicer when I come back. <laughs> like, <I'm just> <laughs> Almost like a recharge and like, re yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just ready then. And I just feel like I don't have the same, um, you know, I kind of, it's important to step outside of the pressures of life, right? I'm in law and finance. Okay. No one's dying, but like, we have these immense pressures where everyone's like, I need this now. And I need to send this now and do this now. It's like, why, who cares? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and so, but we get caught up in it and like the level of stress that it causes and everything else. It's just, it's a lot. And so it's important to step outside of that and realize like what's important, what's significant, what are your goals, and then figure out a plan to operationalize those. That's awesome. Cause like, like in an entrepreneurial world, like we've all, I've, the one thing I learned through that entrepreneurship class is entrepreneurship is lonely. It, oh, it can be very lonely. And and with work comes stress. I mean, there's no way, there's always going to be some type of stress. I mean, yeah. if you live, work, and it's not stressful at all, I give you kudos, but there's yeah, always going like to be maybe, something. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like running an ice cream shop in Key West. Like <laughs> just, there's no stresses. Like you're just serving ice cream to people. They're freaking happy. And there's ice cream everywhere. And you're in Key West. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I mean, maybe the only stress is worrying about the ice cream melting. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, what if the power goes out or something and then you just got ice cream everywhere? I think maybe that's... <laughs> If that's, the, if that's your stress, um, <laughs> sign me up, please. <laughs> right, right. I, I wish, I wish. Someday, someday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. But yeah, it, it's it's a wild, like lonely road. And I, I try to explain it to people sometimes because, you know, when I was running my own firm and running a bunch of other businesses, like I, I would get so stressed because you're thinking you're never off. Like you're always thinking about something. There's always something to do. And a lot of people, like if they're working their nine to five jobs, which are awesome, you know, they don't understand, like they get to shut down at five. Exactly. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you're not off almost ever. And no one can run at a thousand miles an hour perpetually. So it's really challenging. 
Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I remember Steve, he would always be like, if you guys like need help on like an assignment or something or like want to, he's like, just call me. Like he's like, I'm usually in my office till 2 a.m. So yeah. like he, he was always like after there. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And you got to be so careful with that. Cause it's such a slippery slope. You know, it starts like, Oh, I'll stay till seven. I'll stay till eight. I'll stay till 10. I'll stay till 12. You know? it just keeps, <laughs> keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And then before you know it, you don't like see your, your family or your spouse or whatever, and you haven't eaten anything and it's just like a recipe for disaster. So you have to be so careful. <laughs> and another episode, which you called Let Your Sparkle Shine, which was, yeah. uh, I like that one. You said something that really stuck out to me and I kind of want to discuss it a little bit, but you talked about um, if you have that sparkle, then let it shine, which I love because that's almost like just be you, be yourself. Yeah. But the other thing you said is you love watching the rubber band of karma snap back <laughs> and slap these people in the face and that handles it for you. You said you don't wish ill on anybody and everything, but I now I, I feel like karma, a lot of letting it do its work is sometimes um, letting go and letting, like you have to let go first. So how do you yeah. let go of some of these things? Because I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with. I mean, I struggle with myself, the letting go and just letting things happen. But so how do you move past things and develop that attitude that you have of letting karma do it itself? That's great. Great question. So um, I, you know, do I, I'm not going to tell you like, I'm not human. Like, do I get mad about things? Sure. Like I get mad. Who doesn't get mad? You know, um, I am not a vengeful or revengeful type of human being. I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> I also, again, don't think it's good karma. Um, so a lot of times I'm a super direct communicator, you know, uh, growing up in a world of all men you kind of communicate maybe a little differently. Um, and so, you know, if I have a problem, I'm a direct communicator about it. I'm like, look, you did this. You can piss me off. You did whatever, like this is shitty, like whatever it is that you did or someone. And I'm like, I would appreciate if you don't do that again. Right. And sometimes they are fine with it. And sometimes people are like, wait, like you're so mean. And I'm not mean, I'm just direct. Um, and then um, I sort of just let it go. And I say, you know what, like, this is not my responsibility to teach you how to behave. It's not my responsibility to fix you. It's not my responsibility to be your babysitter because you are an adult, you know? And um, I just sort of say like, you know, I put this up to the universe and I put whatever it is that you're trying to send to me back on you. So you can, you can feel and understand that. And I do that with love and I do that with, you know, no ill or ill will or malintent. And I just sort of like, let it be. And I fundamentally and firmly believe that, and I think this is probably because I'm a very positive human being, but I fundamentally firmly believe that when you're shitty, like that's going to come back to you. And it might not come back to you tomorrow or the next day or the next day, but at some point, karma, she keeps score, right? And so you definitely don't want to be like a super shitty human. And <laughs> you just like let all these things compound because then that rubber band just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when that thing snaps back, like I've watched people's lives. I mean, really in like just the very recent past, I mean, these people were horrible human beings, horrible. Um, and their lives are just falling apart. And, you know, I don't like, I'm not even like, la I don't laugh about it. I'm just like, that's fair. Like, I don't wish ill on anyone. I just wish fairness. And I'm not the judge of fairness. I, I believe that karma is. And so I just sort of let it be. I also don't have the energy for the, like to spend a lot of time on like nonsense. Like if someone's going to be an idiot, like I just sort of like let them go off and be an idiot because 
again, like I'm not their babysitter, you know, I don't have the energy for it or the time. And if someone wants to run around circles and be a dumb dumb, like go do your thing. I, I'm not <laughs> going to participate in this, you know? So um, again, not everybody loves that because, you know, especially if you have to deal with any sort of like organizational politics or anything, this kind of attitude and mindset sometimes can go over like a lead balloon. But at the end of the day, I think it's still the right one. I mean, I think my career's turned out okay. <laughs> I'd say so. Yes, I definitely would uh, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it just sort of is what it is, and that's that's what I believe. And I I think that I think that karma does her thing eventually. You definitely want to be on the good side of karma. That's for sure. You do. You do. It's good juju. Put out good juju to the world. That's what exactly. We always say. <laughs> A few final questions before we get into the final segments. I want to ask yeah. you, what do you have any advice for someone to develop a better mindset or a better attitude? I think that positivity is key, right? It is easy for us to point out all the things that are wrong with our lives each and every day. Do I have lots of things that are wrong in my life? Sure. Do I fixate and focus on them and only talk about the things that are wrong or could be better? or whatever. No, I focus on the things that are great. And then I focus on the steps that I can take to make things better each and every day. And so I think that's what people can do. People think it's like this switch, like you go from like negative to super freaking positive. Like, no, it's, it's a process, right? You, and, and that's what I recommend, like, just start small. It's like anything else. It's small changes in your life each and every day. So Maybe it starts out with, you know, you don't look at your cell phone first thing in the morning until you, you know, eat your breakfast. And it's just like setting the tone for your day, right? And so maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe this, this is another one. You also have to look at who you surround yourself with, because if you're surrounded with negative Nellies and people who are putting out just like horrible energy and they're complaining about everything, it's pretty easy to slide into that. And so you have to ask yourself, like, do I want to do this? Or do I want to have conversations not about like trivial things, or, you know, whatever, or do I want to talk about big ideas and concepts? And like, how do we change the world or whatever? And it's just kind of thinking about things like that. But I, I think really, it comes down to how are you, you know, thinking every day in terms of the small things that you can do to improve your life? And then who are you associating with? Because sometimes we associate with people that maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you don't realize that until it's too late. Yeah. And, and I would, it's never too late, but it is hard sometimes to break up. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Breaking up, whether it's in your, you know, relationship life or your work life is a hard thing to do. I'm a horrible breaker upper. Horrible. And, um, <laughs> like in it and I'm like oh they'll be better like I try to again being too positive I'm like they're gonna see the error in their ways they're totally gonna be different you know um and then eventually I just have to cut their head off energetically of course but (laughs) (laughs) what you said kind of almost goes hand in hand with um what I was told two weeks ago on the podcast by my guest Trevor Garber he said he tell he's a middle school uh football coach and he said he tells his player after players after every practice he says who are you today who do you want to be tomorrow? And how do you, what do you, what can you do right now to get there? Yeah. So yeah. That, it's, it's funny how, like, that's something I've noticed on this podcast, especially doing this when I have the guests on a lot of them say this, they're different sayings, but they're all related in the same way. And it's one of those things yeah. like, 
you know, if it gets said by enough people, um, maybe you should pay attention to it because it might be important. Yeah. And everybody kind of says it in their own way. And I think that's beautiful because everybody needs to internalize it in their own way to make changes in their lives in their own way. You know, um, so sometimes you hear something and it doesn't resonate with you, but said a different way, maybe it does. And, exactly. and so I think that that's awesome that a bunch of people have been um, sort of along the same lines yes. in terms of mindset. So that's great. So if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? You know, I, I, I often think about like, oh man, I need to be the, the person that my younger self needed me to be. And, um, you know, now I, I wish I would go back and just tell myself like, gosh, darn it. Like, just let that shine. You know, for a long time, I dimmed my own light because I was worried that, you know, other people needed to shine or people didn't want me to shine. So I shouldn't shine or whatever. And like, I should have just been shining the whole time. And I think I still was, it was just different. Um, it wasn't quite as out there <laughs> as maybe it is now. So I think that's the biggest thing I would just say, man, like stop doubting yourself, love yourself more and just let that light shine. That would be the biggest thing. Let that sparkle shine, right? You know, you know, you know. <laughs> so from this point forward, what goals do you have? So I spend a lot of time thinking about legacy. Um, when you have a very significant health scare, I think that's one of the things that just happens. Um, I spend a lot of time thinking about my legacy. You know, how am I leaving this world a better place than I came into it? So the goals that I have are... Um, you know, how do I make the lives of entrepreneurs and VCs better in progressing through the funding uh, cycles? Uh, you know, I, I think a lot about like, how do we make venture capital this not incredibly toxic environment for a lot of founders and startups, because a lot of people fall by the wayside, VCs and founders alike, because it's so much stressor, stress and pressure, excuse me. And so how do we, how do we solve that? And I've got some ideas there, but more to come. So I think that's a big goal of mine, you know, changing the way that VC is done and the way that VC treats um, human beings. I want to go from, you know, I want to see really business return to a very qualitative mindset in terms of, hey, was this work done really, really well, uh, as opposed to we just worked a lot because sometimes you can work a lot and it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, your work is shitty um, because you're just working a lot. Um, and so I, I want to think about that more and how do we, how do we change that? And um, yeah, I, I ultimately don't really want to work as hard by the time that I'm 50 years old. I want to spend most of my time in Key West and probably Chicago. I'll still keep my place in Columbus, but um, I want to bounce between those two places pretty heavily. So that's sort of how I see my life and my world unfolding. Now it is time for my favorite segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is where I like to give my guests an opportunity to give our listeners a little bump for their Monday morning to start their week. I'm excited to see what you have to say. So let's hear what you have for Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday. Sure. So I will tell you, no one is responsible for you except for you. And the person that you can and should and must put the most faith in is yourself. 
truthfully, if you put your mind to something and every cell in your body believes it wholeheartedly, there is nothing that you can't do. And so I don't care if that's overcoming illness. I don't care if it's overcoming hardship at work. I don't care if it's starting your business. I don't care if it's conquering something on the field. You can do it. You just have to believe in you and you have to be willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. And that is far easier to do than you would believe that it is, but it is taking a step each and every day in that direction to accomplish your goals and not letting the 1 million things that try to derail you throw you off course. So go get it. That might be one of the best motivation Mondays I've had in 25 episodes. I loved it. So I'm also a motivational speaker. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the final segment is a quick one, but I like it. It's a little fun. It's what I do. It's called rapid fire. Rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a handful of this or that questions real quick. Just answer them as quickly Ooh. as possible. Are no, you ready? No, this isn't like anything weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing weird. Okay. <laughs> Early what? bird or night owl? Early bird. New York or Ohio? Ohio. Home workout or at a gym? Home. Teaching in person or online? Oh, in person. Teaching or guest speaking? Teaching. Buffalo Bills or Cleveland Browns? Obviously the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) (laughs) I always like to throw in a fun one at the end that there's an obvious answer to. (laughs) Buffalo Bills. I love Josh Allen so much. Like I always am like, oh, little sweet Josh Allen. Josh Allen is not little. He's six foot seven. (laughs) Oh, I love love the Bills. I'm so excited that they're like back in action. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were actually going to make a little bit more of a run than they did this year, but they still did, uh, had a good year. You know, I was just happy that we got to where we got. So like, you have to know that when I was a a youngster, uh, they were going to the Super Bowl like every year. And then for 25 years, we had nothing. And the first time that they made the playoffs a few years ago, I was sitting in a restaurant and I got this notification on my phone from, you know, ESPN or whatever, like the bills go to the super bills, go to the playoffs for the first time in, you know, 17 years or something. I started crying. I was in a nice restaurant. I'm crying hysterically. I think, uh, I think a lot of people from Cleveland did that this year as well. <laughs> yes, yes. No, like it's, I just, I can't even explain it. Like, like why, why am I caring about this so much? But like, I was sobbing at Ocean Club, like all over my meal. Because I was like, in the playoffs, this is so beautiful. <laughs> Whatever. So weird. <laughs> oh, Buffalo. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But with that, that's a wrap on episode 25 of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on. It was an honor to have someone of your prestige on the My Podcast. You're sweet. You're sweet, dear. Um, I appreciate that. And thanks for having me. This was a blast. I had a lot of fun. Where can people find you uh, on your your podcast and you on social media? Yeah. So uh, you look lost. Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn at LK Stencil. Uh, you can find me on my podcast is called Be Boulder. It's available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at legally underscore lens. Uh, that's mostly my dogs and me exercising. And I think that's about it. I'm, I'm on Twitter too at LK Stents um, and boldly LKS, but 
I'm not much of a tweeter. So the other ones are the better sources to find fun content. <laughs> Thanks again for joining episode 25 of the Roughnecks podcast. Uh, as always, don't forget, don't just be bold, be bolder and keep listening. Thanks for participating today. <laughs> Thank you. See you next week. But for now, Roughnecks out. What an honor to have someone like Lindsay on the podcast. She was a perfect fit for our topic this month of mindset. She embodies things that we all need to take note of and learn from. I loved her Motivation Monday, and it was definitely one of the best that I have heard through 25 episodes of this podcast. I highly recommend, highly recommend checking out her podcast, Be Boulder, to hear more from Lindsay. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to rate, interview, and then subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at RoughnecksPodC1. If you want any of that Roughnecks merchandise, then be sure to message me on social media or email me at RoughnecksPodcast at gmail.com. You know the deal, though. Until next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.